Hey, everyone. It's Pastor Mike. Before we get to today's episode, I want to encourage you with another one of our podcasts that take you deeper into God's Word. After listening here, please check out Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Amber's one of our bloggers and writers, and she's amazing at helping you navigate life's challenges by keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amber is a sister in Christ, really mature, really honest, really funny, a really good friend of mine, and I know she's going to encourage you with her message. Just search for Little Things wherever you get your favorite podcasts. In this whole series of videos, I've been giving you some biblical reasons why you can talk to yourself nicely, why you can consider yourself the way you consider your friends. And one of my favorite examples of that positive self-talk comes from an old movie. A man has been having a rough time and lost his purpose in life. And so he finds a mirror and he says to his reflection over and over again, these affirmations until he's shouting at the mirror. He's shouting, you're proud and you're powerful and you don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Have you ever done mirror affirmations like that? I've tried it occasionally. You walk to the mirror in the bathroom in the morning and say, you're beautiful. But it just doesn't quite seem right when I'm saying you're beautiful and my reflection has like bedhead coming out this way and half my face forgot to wake up that day. Or if I say you're great just the way you are and my mind goes to all the things that aren't going great and so many of them are my fault. I suppose I could say you're a mess and uh, your life is falling apart, but keep trying. But that just doesn't quite hit the same Do you ever feel like when you say nice things to yourself, they're not accurate? Suppose it depends on what the nice things are and who's saying them. What does God say? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Christ died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and who was raised again. When Jesus died on the cross and when he rose victoriously from the grave, he did it for all people because God loves all people. That's why he did it for us. And it changes the way that we think about ourselves. Of course, God doesn't want people he loves to stay in their sin, to stay in the mistakes and the failures that they make. Just like you don't want the people you love to keep their toxic behavior going. But it's not that God won't love us if we don't stop sinning. It's that he knows that's not our best life. That's not who we truly are. Who we truly are is people who live for God, people loved by God. All people are loved by God. And so the passage says, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. It changes the way we talk about everybody And everybody includes you yourself. To your worldly point of view, it may seem like you have bedhead and you are only messing up, but you have to know that God sees you in an entirely different way. The passage continues by saying, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. You are a brand new person in Christ. You who are loved by Jesus, not because of all the great things you have done, but because of the wonderful things he has done for you. So when you stand in front of your mirror in the morning, 
If God were standing behind you, just know what he'd be seeing. He sees someone beautiful, someone powerful, someone who has a clean conscience and a perfect record, someone who has a fresh start, not just every morning, but every moment of every day. If that doesn't seem quite accurate to you, consider who's more likely to be right, you or God. I wonder how our lives would change if we were a little more kind to ourselves, if we took more seriously what God says about us. I wonder what life would be like if we talked as kindly as God talks. It just might look like a whole new creation.